0: girl camper is sponsored by progressive insurance get an rv policy quote by calling 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or going to progressive.com backslash rv and go little guy worldwide whose full line of lightweight camping trailers are girl camper favorites My name is Janine Pettit and I'm a girl camper. I go places and I do things in my little 1966 Go Tagalong Vintage Travel Trailer. Along the way, I meet many interesting people traveling the back roads and I want to share their stories with you. We will talk about the qualities of what makes a girl camper and how you can become a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party and you're invited. Stay tuned while I share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Welcome. I'm Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador, blogger, adventurist, and podcaster. And this is episode number 43 of Girl Camper, the podcast. My guest today is Gail Babel. She's a wife, the mother of 10, a naturalist, a girl camper, and the camp host at Beaver Creek State Park in East Liverpool, Ohio. Gail is here to share just what the duties of a camp host are and all the things you can do if you visit Beaver Creek and the surrounding area. Hint, if your Mr. Sister is a football fan and the words fighting Irish mean anything to you, There's a side trip here that's sure to make your Mr. Sister happy. We'll be back in a minute. Camper News Roundup is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Gazing at the stars and hanging at the campground are best enjoyed with the bliss of saving money by adding an RV policy to another progressive policy like a car, a motorcycle, or a boat. Or if you're a girl camper, additional campers. You can start saving money and set out on new journeys by calling 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visiting progressive.com backslash rv well i'm here today to tell you in our news roundup all about the big photo shoot with go rving we had so much fun and it was fun to be the princess although it wasn't very princessy because it was 99 degrees and they wouldn't let us stop working (laughs) So we had so much fun. Explore Media, which is a media company from Chicago, came out to shoot this Go mini movie it's the best way of describing it. So I'm just going to tell you one aspect of the shoot because I don't want to give it away because Go RVing is producing this mini movie about girl campers and it's going to be out on their micro site away.goarving.com and we're going to be able to use it um, on the girl camper page too. You, you know that I'm going to use it everywhere I can use it but let me tell you what the whole thing broke down. We shot for a day and a half and the weather in New Jersey was absolutely horrible on Monday when we all arrived and set up. It was 99 degrees, literally with incredible humidity. And we were staging and setting it all up. But we were watching the sky too, because we all had our phones out and we could see this big line of violent thunderstorms coming toward us. So we couldn't really stage everything the way we wanted to because we didn't want it to get all blown away. So The storm came through on Monday night when the producer and director, and the whole team from Explorer exploremedia.com came and the go RVing brass was all arriving. So by the time everybody arrived on Monday night, that storm had blown through and we got up and we were told that the shoot would begin at eight o'clock in the morning on Tuesday. So we were to be camera ready, which is hilarious because we were like wet dish towels. So camera ready by eight o'clock, but he wanted us to do what we would normally do. So I was doing what we normally do. I was knitting at Gail's booth, and she was showing me how to keep my seams nice in my knitting washcloth (laughs) journeys. So they were filming us just doing that. And then the day progressed, and we did all the things that we normally do on a girl camping trip, except we did them in a condensed period of time. (laughs) So we went on a hike, then we came back from the hike, and then they staged us all for interviews and things like that, and they got some still shots. And then we all jumped in the car and went up to this antique shop that we always go to when we're there, and we got some film in the antique shop, and then we came home, and this is where I just wanted to crawl into bed because I was so tired, but then we filmed our dinner, which was so much fun. So we had everything staged so beautifully, and I can't wait till you see the whole thing, and they had us... Uh, pretend. Well, we weren't pretending. We really were having dinner, except we weren't allowed to eat the food (laughs) because they had to keep filming it. And it was all being timed to catch the sunset there on the mountain. And they had a drone camera that was hovering in front of our dinner table. And I was on the grill, which is the norm. And all the girls were at the table and they kept calling action. And then I had to squeeze my bacon wrapped mushrooms. So all the fat, would come out of them and the flames would come up on the grill (laughs) and they were getting pretty crispy by take five I was not able to get the flames to come up on the grill but we we laughed so hard when we were doing it we were just having so much fun all the girls were at the table and they would call action, and everybody was supposed to go cheers and clink all of their glasses. While well, by the fifth, sixth, seventh time they were doing that, everybody had a microphone on them. So I wasn't there but because I was at the grill. But apparently there was some grumbling going on. Can we just eat now? <laughs> but they forgot that they were mic'd, so the team was hearing everything they were saying. Anyway, we had so much fun doing that, and they got some wonderful shots, and we're told that after the drone took our picture at the dining room table with all the lights twinkling, it was so beautiful, the drone shot up into the sky and got a a shot of the whole campground and our whole corner of the campground that we were filming in, and then up over the Sugarland Mountain there, and we got the whole scene and the sunset. So... I can't wait to see it all done. We had so much fun doing it. All that was a lot of fun. But in addition to that, we had a little 18-month-old bear stalking the campsite all week. So... We were all filming, and somebody heard a noise, and we turned and looked, and this 18-month-old bear who has been at Camp Taylor Campground, because that's where we were in Columbia, New Jersey, was in the back of the van where all the photo equipment was, and he climbed in, and we heard noise rustling, and we turned around, and he jumped out of the van with a big bag of potato chips in his mouth. He's very skittish, so it's... As soon as he sees people, he takes off. But he was fun all weekend long because we would just be standing there talking and he would cross the campground. (laughs) So we had this ongoing thing with the bear. So that was a ton of fun. And the guys from Explore Media were really good sports. I gave everybody a Girl Camper t-shirt. And they all put their Girl Camper t-shirts on. And they posed in them. And I put them on my Instagram page, Girl Camper 528, if you want to take a look at them. And so the next day, Wednesday morning, when we got up, they had a half a day of shooting ahead of them, but most of the heavy stuff was done. They did some more interviews and things, and they got some still shots. They did had not filmed my camper that day and inside the camper, so I had to change my blouse for the fifth or sixth time in a, in a 24-hour period because it, it looks like we were there for five or six days, but it was only a day and a half, and they got movie of me making guacamole in my camper, so I had to pretend to make guacamole, but I was actually making it. Anyway, so they did all that on Wednesday morning, which happened to be my birthday and everybody was giving me a hard time all day long. So they were gone by noon and by 12.30, the four of us that were left at the campground had our cheap dollar ninety nine inflatable rafts from CVS, and we were in that beautiful swimming pond at Camp Taylor Campground, and we must have just floated in that water for two hours hours and it was so lovely because that's my favorite swimming pond at a campground anywhere. I love Camp Taylor Campground and I want to thank Jean and her husband Clayton for being such a wonderful hosts. They were so accommodating. They were bringing us wood and ice and water and everything we needed and then they treated us to a lovely day the day after everybody left. So, Camp Taylor Campground, if that's if you're in the Northeast and want to have a nature weekend, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Camp Taylor Campground, if you are free to camp during the week, is a little peaceful interlude in life. We girl campers love to come up there on a Tuesday through Thursday. It's a very quiet campground. You get to see the bears. The Lakota wolf are there. They have wonderful hiking trails that are on the property. It's over 200 acres and it's got the best swimming pond in the whole wide world. So that was our big um, event with our Go RVing shoot. It was so much fun. I want to thank the girl campers who came out and staged their campers and made it so much fun. And I am off to Los Angeles on Tuesday with Go RVing, and we're going to be at an event called Blog Her, which is the top bloggers in the LA area, and they're hosting an event there. Go RVing is sponsoring this event, and I'm just going to be hanging out at the Go RVing booth. So if you are in LA and attending Blog Her, that's where I'm going to be next week, August 4th, 5th, and 6th, and I'm going to take an extra couple days there to visit my sister. And I'm going to actually be making an awning for my sister's 1960s Shasta trailer. My little niece wants me to make an awning for her little plastic trailer that I gave her for Christmas. So I'm going to do that too. We're going to be spending some quality family time. Little Guy Trailers want you to know that they are a proud sponsor of the Girl Camper Podcast. Their trailers are simple, secure spaces that are lightweight and easy to tow behind most vehicles, and we're going to be checking out these trailers at Beckley's Camping Center in Thurmont, Maryland, when we have Camper College there on August 12th. It's all on meetup.com. You have to go into meetup.com and do the drop-down box. Any distance, type in camp like a girl. It's all there. Register. Come on over and meet us. We'll be talking about girl camping. guest today is girl camper gail babel gail is the mother of 10 yes you heard me right 10 she has six children and she has four adopted foster children and she has fostered over 75 children in her epic career as a mother and now as a grandmother she has been married to her mr sister for 25 years she is a fiber artist and a camp host at beaver creek State Park, right? Beaver Creek State Park in Ohio, and Gail, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me, Janine. You do so many things, Gail. (laughs) You are incredible. You you are a mom to many, and you've been a foster mother to many, many, and you're a reenactor at Beaver Creek State Park, where you're also a camp host. Yes. You're very community and church involved, and but you take the time away from all those busy things you do to recharge your batteries every once in a blue moon with the Girl Campers. For sure.
1: <laughs> Tell us why you do that, Gail. You know, I think spending time with the Girl Campers is just my peaceful place. <laughs> I just enjoy having friends to talk with. Time to just do crazy things like antiquing and swimming and and all the fun things that girl campers do. It's just, it's my peaceful place.
0: So I would like to know about your camping history. So
1: were you a camper as a child? I was. My parents did not ever camp, but my Aunt Jean and Uncle Bill always camped. My cousin Kaylin is nine months older than I am, mm-hmm. their daughter, and she always took me along on camping trips. Um, we camped at a local campground called Paradise Lake. We also camped at Beaver Creek, where I'm now a camp host. and I just loved it from, from the time I was tiny until clear through high mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. And Then when we had children, we continued to camp. So did you raise your children camping? I did. I Were did. you tent campers, cabin campers? So uh, we kinda went back and forth. We had we had a Starcraft tent camper for probably about fifteen years. Okay. Um, then we, we went to tent camping for a while, then we bought a travel trailer and and kind of stuck with travel travel trailer camping.
0: Now you
1: many of your children
0: are married and you're a grandma times eight. Yes. Do your adult children
1: camp? No, no. Say it's not so. No. (laughs) You're breaking our hearts. No. One son does tent camp every now and then with his children, but not very often. Um, my daughter will camp with me, uh, but you know, she doesn't camp on her own and, um, the rest of them just really aren't that interested. Wow. They may go back to it, though. Well, you know
0: what? It's funny because I loved camping as a kid, but only one of my other siblings regularly camps. My brother will sometimes do a hiking and backpack trip. But they did not raise their children camping.
1: Oh, gosh. You know, my brother's an avid camper, though, and mm-hmm. he, he never camped as a child. Okay. He camps all so the time So maybe that's now. the secret.
0: Maybe. <laughs> we always think at Go RVing and, at, and all our promoting of camping, it's the idea is to raise those children and they'll always continue the lifestyle and you'll have multi-generations. But I, I honestly believe you and I are the exception. I do believe that most people who raise their children camping, they grow up and continue camping.
1: may uh, maybe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe it depends on how rural of an area you live in. If your outdoor needs are being met in that way, maybe you don't need to go
1: camping. Mm-hmm. Well, my son and daughter-in-law are both military, and they said they had enough camping in the military. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't blame them. right. I don't right. blame them. So
0: now that you're an empty nester, what kind of travel are you and your husband doing for camping?
1: And in, what are you camping in? Well, we actually have four campers. Oh, my gosh. Um, we have a 1978 camper that we keep on a lot in Cook Forest State Park area. Um, it's in central Pennsylvania. Okay. In the mountains. And Is that the retirement spot someday? That's going to be our retirement home someday, yeah. And then we have a 1967 Avion camper that we've restored. We have a Forest River fifth wheel that we that I live in as a camp host Mm -hmm. and I just bought a little A liner. So that's my girl camping camper. <laughs> so, so and, you have campers for each one of your needs, right? Exactly. So
0: I've mm-hmm. seen your Avion and I've seen your A frame mm-hmm. because you are here with me now. Where we just completed our Go RVing shoot. We we oh, just that was such fun. That was fun, oh, right? We was. had so much fun, and these A liners are fantastic girl camper trailers. It is. It is. I just love it. And I just have to say, when you pulled up in that thing and you unhitched it from your truck, we rolled. It to the campsite we c- did, because we did. it
1: weighs 400 pounds. I know. So, it's is just, that what you love about it? I do. It's just so simple. And you know, we can we kind of glamped it up this weekend. But yeah. if I want to just go and throw some clothes in it and take off, mm-hmm. I can do that.
0: Because you and I have communicated online for a while, but when I met you at um, Beaver Creek, not at Beaver Creek, I'm sorry, in West Virginia mm-hmm. yeah. at Camp Like a Girl. Um, you were there in the pop up that you had yes. just purchased for girl camping, yes,
1: tell us why you traded uh, it out i i I had a pop up like i said as as a you know a young married mm-hmm. adult. We had a pop up for many, many years, and I loved it. It was the perfect camper for our children they each had their own bed in the pop-up and they were very comfortable and I thought oh, I'd really like to get a pop-up it's it's easy to tow I can mm-hmm. see what's behind me I don't have to worry so much about backing it up because I can see where mm-hmm. I'm going and I just thought it would be perfect but then after I got it and went down to Blackwater Falls I saw this little a-liner and I <laughs> said, oh. Oh, that's my dream camper, I love it. We had borrowed one from a friend before and I thought it was just the cutest thing ever. And then Deb said she was going to sell it. And I was in Colorado, actually, at the time. And I yeah. said to my husband, "Deb, selling the A-liner, please, please, please. Yeah. <laughs> said, yeah. Because you had just bought it. I idea. did. And he said, seriously, Gail? Yeah. yeah. he said, is this going to be the last one? And I said, yeah. But I said, <laughs> for you know, now. Maybe not. That's one for <laughs> now. <you're> right. <laughs> but I said, you know, I, he says, well, are you going to sell the pop-up? And I said, uh-huh. yes, I'll sell the pop-up. So I... I advertised the pop-ups, sold it right away. Pop-ups are coming back. They are. They are. I mean,
0: they really make great girl campers. Mm. And one of the girls came here. We're at Camp Taylor Campground right now as we're recording this. And two years ago, uh, a girl camper, a sister on the fly named Jo, came here. And the weather was terrible. And that was the party camper. <laughs> it holds a lot of yes, people. Yes, it does.
1: Yeah. And
0: she had... Um, two girlfriends staying with her, and everyone had their own king size bed in that mm-hmm. thing. And and we have our pop up princess who has the greatest I, website. Oh, I love
1: that website. Oh I my know. gosh, I, she was I a want... guest
0: on Stephanie and Jerry's show. I
1: remember, yes. yeah, yeah.
0: So, pop ups are becoming a thing, but here's what I think is interesting, and we've seen it at hand uh, firsthand again. Girl camper trailers stay within the group. Right. So here we were, and we were, at, and this happens. We were at um, Blackwater Falls, and all the girls are there, and they've got their campers. And so Dawn was there, and she had her little pink tab trailer. Oh, that's so cute. And, and then Deborah came with her A-frame, but she became completely enchanted with the tabs. And then Chris came and gave a talk about it. Chris Baum from um Little Guy Worldwide came and he gave a talk about them and the The channels were turning in deborah's head she she had that <laughs> she had but you were coveting her trailer she was coveting uh, the tab, uh, yeah. dawn's trailer, and so this whole big swap took place, and Deborah ended up buying a red and white tab. You bought her trailer, and some lucky girl got your trailer,
1: and actually she's a widow. And, um, she had camped when her husband was still alive mm-hmm. and she wanted to start camping again. So she's coming to what a hoot. Oh, so I hope we're <laughs> going to see
0: her there. Yes. And I want to talk about your avion for a minute because, okay. uh, you know, I do have a lot of trailer envy and your avion is one of my trailer envy <laughs> campers. You bought a fantastic Avion. Did, did you get it
1: on Craigslist? Tell we us where did. you got it. Well, I actually happened to be just snooping through Craigslist on on the Internet, and we were we wanted to get an Airstream. We wanted to get a vintage Airstream, mm-hmm. but we knew it was going to cost us a fortune. Mm-hmm. And I happened to see this Avion advertised. I had never heard of one, so I mm-hmm. looked it up. I found out that they were manufactured exactly like an Airstream. Mm -hmm. And um, the only difference is they're anodized aluminum, they don't shine up. Okay. So um, I hurried up and I showed my husband the ad and he said, call the guy, make an appointment. So we went right up that Mm -hmm. day. And we looked at it and we bought it on the spot. And it's 50 years old, but it's really in good condition. Yeah, and, and you've
0: done a beautiful job on the inside. It,
1: yes, we restored all the cabinets and painted, repainted the inside. And, and if any
0: listeners want to see those pictures, I featured it on GirlCamper dot com a couple of months ago.
1: It was it's it's a great camper. Yeah. I love it. So
0: I love like, that floor plan where it has the two twin beds and too. the bathroom across the back. Mm-hmm. And then it has the kitchen and um, storage areas in the middle. And the front is the big bench. Is that
1: correct? No, it's a futon. We have a futon in there right now. We still have the original sofa. Okay. But the people that had it before us put a futon in there for their children to sleep on. So the seating Mm -hmm. is up
0: front by that window. Right. And the uh, workstation is sort of in the middle. Mm -hmm. And then the twin beds and then the bathroom. Right. I I
1: think that's a great floor plan. It is. It is. And it's very comfortable. And... When, when we bought the fifth wheel, that was my husband's thing. We we're going to sell the Avion, and then he couldn't bear to sell it. So oh, good. We're glad yeah, he sucked we, in. We have to keep it after all that work. So.
0: And so let, let's talk about what made you choose a fifth wheel. What kind of model do you have? What kind of floor plan is your fifth wheel?
1: Um, it's, it's a Forest River bunkhouse. Okay. And we bought, it, we bought a bunkhouse because our grandchildren do camp with us.
0: So, how many can that fifth wheel sleep?
1: Um, we have a queen bed. The couch is a queen is bed. Is it up on top? Mm-hmm. The queen bed up, it up is. on top. Okay. It is. And then there's the couch makes into a queen bed. The table, the dinette makes into a double bed. And then there's a double bunk and a single bunk in the bunkhouse.
0: So, so that's like two, four, six, um, eight. You could sleep nine?
1: Right, nine. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. So is that your grandma and grandpa trailer? It is, it is. Uh-huh. My husband works in the nuclear power industry and he's mm-hmm. retiring in December and he is going to still work in the industry, but just during outages. An outage is when a nuclear power plant shuts down and refuels. Okay. So he'll be going to three different power plants for these outages and working there. So we can just take the fifth wheel and live in it. So how long would he have to be on location at something um, like it's that? It's usually about 10 or 12 weeks.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're not with him, he can take that and be completely can comfortable, li- or you two can exactly. go together.
1: And we chose that model because forest rivers are heated. They have a heated underbelly. Oh, okay. So you can you can not worry about your pipes freezing in the winter. So a winter in Ohio, that would be big. Right, right. But for right now, Gail,
0: you are using that trailer as your summer home i am okay i want to hear i've never heard about what a camp host is this was a totally new concept to me you are a camp host at beaver creek state park in east liverpool ohio yes which is the scene of our upcoming event what a hoot which is on the Camp Like a Girl meetup site. And we've, what do we have signed up for
1: that? Like 25 people? I think 27 was on my last look, yeah. And
0: if you're listening and you're on the East Coast anywhere, that's a Mr. Sister trip. Yes, it is. We're camping like girls with our Mr. Sisters. Right. Although you do not have to bring mm-hmm. a Mr. Sister, not everybody is. So that's still available. So tell everybody about Beaver Creek State Park because you and I were exchanging emails and talking and you were saying things about the park. And I finally wrote you and I said, this sounds like so um, much fun. Why don't you plan a trip? And thank you for doing it. No, you you're did you're welcome.
1: It. I'm, I'm so excited yeah. about it. Our park is absolutely beautiful. The campground is primitive camping. We do not have um, regular showers. We have just what's called a sun shower. You have to have a sun shower bag, and you heat it, it's solar heat it with the sun. And then there's a trolley system in a building that you can lift up, and, and you lift your bag up and get a shower. Okay, um, can we
0: just stop there? Because sure. when you said primitive showers and a shower bag, this is the mental picture I got. Okay. I pick up some dirty old bag that 10 people have used and put my water in it, right? And I hang it on a hook on a tree. And my husband stands there with a towel holding it up <laughs>
1: No, we have a nice building. So
0: <laughs> you were explaining to me when we were sitting around the campfire here, these are really clean, beautiful st- mason buildings or it, center block? It's wood,
1: wood, yeah, with a cement floor. Okay, mm-hmm. and
0: there's nice, clean stalls.
1: Exactly, right. And so
0: you're showering in private with a, a warm water. Mm-hmm. and. So it's no different, really, than if the water was coming out of pl-
1: plumbing. No, no, it's not. And I, I get a shower in it almost every day. And our our park crew, we have a fabulous park crew. They come every single day. The bathrooms are completely cleaned from top to bottom. And the sh- sun shower is clean from top to bottom. So th- when and I heard Disney-
0: primitive camping, I just thought, oh, okay, well, I'm not doing that. But as you and I were talking, you were explaining that. That doesn't seem that primitive to me.
1: No, it's not. It's just that we have mainly tent sites. Um, or I mean, they're trailer sites, but they're not hooked up to electric or water.
0: Okay. You know, it's
1: just, a, you know, you're running off your battery then.
0: So how many sites are at the campground?
1: There are 55 sites, but only six are electric that you okay. can rent out.
0: I'm not too concerned about that because the end of September in Ohio, I don't know why you would need electric. Right. It's very comfortable. Yeah. We should be in good yeah. snuggling weather. Yeah. I like I like the windows open in a blanket and we mm-hmm. can listen for the sounds well, of there's, nature. There's,
1: there's lots to do in the park also. Okay. So tell us about the park. All right. The park is about 3,000 acres. Um, there's a scenic river that runs through the park. That is Beaver Creek. Um, it's actually a river, not a creek, but it's got the name of Beaver Creek. You it's can kayak Beaver in the creek. creek. River. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you River. You can kayak and you can canoe in, in the river. There's a lot of really good fishing also. My husband okay. and I fish there pretty often. Um, down in the main part of the park, we have a Pioneer Village that has seven historic buildings in it. And you can tour the buildings. There's a working grist mill. And um, part of the Sandy and Beaver Lock and Canal system is in our park. So the locks are still there for you to see. It's part of the Erie Canal system.
0: Now, let's pause there for a minute because I saw a special on PBS or something about the Erie Canal system. And it's, it's sort of on my hit list to learn more about and travel along. Friends of mine took a bike tour of it this uh, past summer where they... They rode their bikes like 120 miles of the Erie Canal and staying in lodges and B&Bs along the way. So this Erie Canal system was what transported goods in, from New York all the way across
1: the upper peninsula and the upper states. Down to the Ohio River and then on to the Mississippi.
0: Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So that runs right through the park.
1: Yes. So let's talk
0: about the grist mill in the seven historic buildings. So it's a pioneer village. What era are we talking about?
1: The um, the buildings that are part of the park were an actual farm. Um, the family who owned the farm, his name was Williams, Blanche Williams sold the farm to the state of Ohio in 1949, and she was given permission to live in her home there in the park mm-hmm. until she passed away. And She lived to be 97 years old, so it was in the 70s before she passed away. But her home, the barn, and the gristmill were original to the park. Now, unfortunately, three years ago, Blanche Williams' house was hit by lightning and oh. burned to the ground. We oh. lost the house. And had that house been restored? It had been.
0: Oh, that's it a shame. And what a had, loss.
1: We had weddings on the front porch of the home, oh. and it was it was beautiful. So are the barn and gristmill restored? They are. They're restored. Um, is the, it a working gristmill? It is a working gristmill, the first Saturday of every month from May to October, they grind in the mill. Oh wow! They grind cornmeal, buckwheat, and wheat whole wheat flour. And can they, you purchase it? You can in our in our um, in the Pioneer Village. We also have a trading post, and oh, they neat. sell it in the trading post. Mm. So what? What year were they built? Um, the the mill is about eighteen thirty, and the barn was in the eighteen seventies, I believe.
0: So when they're doing the reenactments, is that the year? Is that the decade That's the that period. they're? the period. Yes, okay.
1: we, we dress in period costume from the early eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Even the men dress in clothing that would be what a miller would wear. Okay. And um, the the grist mill has been restored. That the miller's quarter is actually still there. You. Okay. Oh, can, you can see where the Miller would have lived.
0: Now, is this go on every weekend?
1: Is the Does, Pioneer Village open every single weekend? It is. It is open every Saturday and Sunday. Is it open during the week? No. But, um, but, but can you see the grist mill? You, you can see the grist mill, and you can look in the windows and okay. what have you. But if you want but, to go in the buildings, you have to be there on a weekend—on Saturdays and Sundays. Yes. Okay. But the first Saturday of every month, the village comes alive. Everybody's dressed in period costumes. We have so re- the re- reenacting is only the right. first weekend
0: of the month. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I spin and weave on the loom. Um, We have a a retired teacher who teaches in the schoolhouse and gives actual lessons. And we always have an event every month. Mm -hmm. There's always something different going on. And um, the park not only has that, but they also have sort of crazy events. Like Mm -hmm. in August, we're having... Um, a Bigfoot festival. A Bigfoot? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> there are there My are Bigfoot was in New Jersey. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's the Jersey they, Devil. <laughs> there there are supposedly supposedly Bigfoots in in the yes. park. I have not seen yeah. them. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they have. They, it was a huge event last Lots year. Lots of people they claim to Bigfoot. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So things like that go on. Um, we have three campgrounds. We have the family campground that I work volunteer at. And we have a horse camp where you can come with your horses and oh, camp out and then yeah. ride in the park. We have loads of horse trails, trails. in the park. okay. Um, the North Country Trail runs through our park also. Tell us what that is. Uh, the North Country Trail will be running from the Pacific to the Atlantic eventually once it's finished. Oh, okay. yeah. so
0: is that like the Appalachian
1: Trail? It it's a be, hiking trail. It, it will be. It's not completed now. I didn't even know that was under construction. It is. It's under construction. Is that a national park? Um, it's 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 all run by volunteers, just like the Appalachian Trail is is maintained okay. by, by volunteers. The uh, Appalachian Trail is, is actually it, a national. It park. It is, but it's maintained by volunteers. Right, the Appalachian mm-hmm. uh, Trail Conservancy. Right. Well, there is a North Country. The same thing, oh, okay. And they so are going to be able to cross the country. You will be able to tra- ca- cross across the, cr- across the top of the north part of the country. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even yes. know about that. And it oh, goes my right, yeah, part of the trail. Don't goes tell right. my son. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, it goes through our park. Okay. Yeah, and um, actually, we call it the Dogwood Trail, the part that goes through our park.
0: Okay. Right. Yeah. So
1: yeah. you've got these the
0: reenactment village going on there, mm-hmm. and you've got three different campgrounds.
1: Um, the family campground, is that the one you're at? Yes, and the horse camp, and then we have a group camp. Okay. The, the group camp is right down along the river, and that's where this they can kick—it's like scouts and— Okay. Scouts and things like that, Whole, f- or if a whole family wants to have a reunion and camp in that area. So
0: what would you do in that area if you were not camping on the first weekend of the month when the reenacting was going on? What could you do in the
1: East Liverpool area outside of the campground? Well, the famous thing that interests all the girl campers is the home, <laughs> the Homer Laughlin factory is across the Ohio That's River. That's what drew me there. <laughs> <Yes. today. laughs> Everybody wants to go to the fiesta where also Hall China is in East Liverpool, and okay. a lot of people collect Hall China. Yeah. Yes, and um the Lou holtz Museum, Lou Holtz was a famous um football coach. For Notre Dame, I believe.
0: Well, I know that because my whole family's from the south side of Chicago, so Notre okay. Dame football's huge,
1: right? So Lou <laughs> it's probably has, one of
0: three names yeah. in football I would recognize. And it's, it's
1: not just football. There's a lot of um, there's a fifties diner inside that. Museum okay, so and that's cool. Like that, yeah. And the Museum of Ceramics. So is you did, could get
0: your husband to go with you to the fa- uh, China Factory, but right. then you'd have to go to, to the Blue Holtz.
1: Yeah. it's a trade. And there's a, there's a huge Museum of Ceramics in East Liverpool. Mm. And um, Rogers, which is the next town from the from East mm-hmm. Liverpool, has a huge flea market. Supposedly the biggest flea market in Ohio.
0: Gail, this On is why Friday. I'm coming early. <laughs> I am coming early to this thing. So you've got three thousand acres, three different campgrounds. That's really not primitive camping. If you, especially if you have a newer trailer, because they're self contained. Right. If you, right. there's a dump station there, yeah. right?
1: Mm-hmm. There's so, a dump station.
0: And you, so if you put water in and you get to your site and you can dump, and you shouldn't yeah. need electric in September.
1: No. And we have an outdoor movie theater. We show movies on the weekends.
0: Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, well, tell. let's talk about why we named our trip What a Hoot. Oh.
1: Because this part fascinated me. Oh. I love this idea. Well, we have a wonderful park naturalist. Her name is mm-hmm. Rochelle. And she can call in the owls. And we have barred owls and great horned owls in the park. Okay. And she does night hikes, and we're going to take a night hike. I can't wait for this. And and she will call in the owls. And the owls will actually swim, they'll just swoop right in, right over your heads and, and, and we'll land in the trees. Them. And then you can hear them hooting back and forth. Oh, and, gosh. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So
0: tell us about before, I want to talk about you as a camp host, but the naturalist is coming to call the owls for mm-hmm. us. but you just finished a designation and became a naturalist.
1: I did. I became, um, it's, it's called an OCVN. It's a, an Ohio certified volunteer naturalist. I took a 10 week course, um, with Ohio state extension and just, just to, so I could answer questions. Yeah. We get people in the campground all the time and ask me things. So I just wanted to to get a little more knowledge, and it was a great course.
0: Well, let me tell you, you put it to work here yesterday, because we went on our little hike with the Go RVing team, and they were filming us, and we had to keep stopping while they, and you were identifying Is this poison (laughs) ivy?
1: That's all I kept hearing. Is this
0: poison oak? Well, no, really. You pointed out a bear den to us.
1: Yeah, I did. I did. I was able to see that.
0: you... We were standing there waiting for the drones to uh, get finished. Mm -hmm. They were working on camera angles and things, and, and Carol said, look, this path that goes into the woods... And you backed up, and you looked down that path, and you said, look, there's a bear den. We could see where he had made a little sleeping nest Mm -hmm. underneath. uh, And what do they circle and circle until they get get all curled up,
1: yep. Yeah, and that was fascinating. Yeah. We have two fox dens in the campground. Okay, now, I'm you know, not going to say where they are because I don't want them bothered. Because you're protecting but, them, right? Yeah, but. which
0: is what a naturalist would right, do. Yeah. So, but we also saw this very interesting tree yesterday that had this crazy, like, long bark on it. Shag
1: bark hickory.
0: Shag bark. I said, "Look at that crazy bark," and you said, "Shag bark hickory."
1: <laughs> Well, I knew that one because we have one in our on our farm, yeah,
0: yeah, so that was so great when you were hiking with us yesterday, and you were identifying the you were telling us what was happening with the moss mm-hmm. too.
1: the moss was in bloom
0: so are you going to be working as a naturalist at your park? or
1: I, um, our, our park manager told me anytime I wanted to do a program, just run it through him and we can have it approved. Because, unfortunately, our wonderful naturalist is moving to two other parks. Yeah. Yeah, well, good
0: thing they have you.
1: Well, <laughs> my time is pretty limited, but we'll see what we can well, do. Well, let's
0: talk about the job of a camp host. Because I had never heard of this before. Why is it necessary to have a camp host and what does
1: a camp host do? Well, because our park is so rural um and so primitive, we do not have someone who works full time at the campground. Um we have we have a maintenance crew who Does the entire park and they will come up to the campground in the mornings and clean and things like that, but they're not around all the time. Our office staff will stop in the mornings and give me a list of who's going to be camping that day. Usually I get, I usually know like a week ahead of time who I'm going to have, but they'll update it every single day. Because in Ohio State Parks, you reserve through Reserve America. Okay. So they'll bring me up the reservations and let me know. And then we get tags that we have to put out on each site, you know, that shows that the site's been taken. The site is taken. And then it's also my job after they leave to make sure that the site is cleaned up. I will pick up any trash that's out and clean the fire rings. So the
0: campers, theoretically, should take all that with them. Exactly. Leave no trace.
1: Exactly. Leave no trace. And actually, in my naturalist program, we had to do a final project, and that was my project on the Leave No Trace program.
0: What was your project? What did you have to do? I had to
1: do a PowerPoint presentation. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I did it from the viewpoint of the camp host.
0: Oh, okay. And, and, and you know, words, why
1: you want to leave no trace. I right? don't want to
0: pick your beer bottles up <laughs> out of the fire <laughs> exactly. ring. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Diapers you know your oh dog, my goodness cleaning up your dog after your dog i loved your podcast on taking care of pets <laughs> believe me I so loved it. as a camp host what is your perspective on that
0: when people come and they have a barking dog i i almost hated to do that show because so many people are most people are very responsible and good with their dogs mm-hmm. but i did it because of what happened with my mother and I when we were camping. And that lady's dog almost knocked my mom out of her chair. But her attitude was, oh, she loves people. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't care if she loves uh, people. My 80-year-old mother
1: loves her working Uh, hips. I do not ever hesitate to tell someone your dog has to be on the leash now.
0: But what if a dog is just barking incessantly? Or
1: what do you do? I usually let our ranger know. um, So you don't deal with that? I let him take care of it. Or I will let the the office staff know and and you know mm-hmm. our wonderful office attendant she mm-hmm. she will take care of it um it's really not my job you know i don't okay so is the uh, camp host you
0: help people find their spots you I direct can. them when they come in with a reservation mm-hmm. so those spots are marked now, do you have spots at this park that are not reservable? They're available for a
1: walk-in. We do. We have walk ins So how does that work
0: if you don't have a...
1: Well, I usually, if someone comes in and they have not made a reservation, I recommend that they take a walk-in site because if they pull into another site and then someone else has reserved it overnight, they have to move, and people will get really upset. And I always explain to them, you know, if you choose to take that site, you know, we're not responsible if someone reserves it. Okay. You know, they know so of time. So this site
0: might be a site that appears to not be rented because you have now put a tag on it. But if someone is at home the night before on Reserve America right. and they take
1: that site, these people are going to have to move. Exactly. And our office is closed probably about... Four o'clock on Friday afternoon, and a lot mm-hmm. of people reserve after they get home from work. Sure. So they'll come, you know, someone will come in and pull on that site. And and what and happens when that happens? They have to move. You do know, you the, have to go and tell them that? Exactly, yeah. I will have to say the site's reserved. You know, you Now, are most move.
0: people cooperative when you do that?
1: A lot of times, and a lot of times they'll just argue with you, and then I mm-hmm. just call the ranger and right. he comes and takes care of it. Do the
0: people who are camping there know that you're the camp host alone on that? Because he, your husband comes down on weekends? He does. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes,
1: my husband's there on the weekends and whenever he's not busy during the week. Okay.
0: How far is it from your house? It's about eight miles.
1: Oh! Not, not. You yeah. could
0: run home and shower. I do,
1: I do often. <laughs> yep.
0: So, so you help people find their spots. To, who collects
1: the money if they walk in? It's self-registration. We have a, a little registration booth that has um, all the information on it and their mm-hmm. registration forms and things. And then we have a lockbox beside it that they just slide their money into.
0: Okay. All right, so you register the people, and when everybody's gone, you clean up their sites. Is it your job to make sure that the staff has done the bathrooms and the garbage?
1: No. You know what? I've never, ever had to say anything. You know, Mm -hmm. I will maybe send them a text or whatever and let them know Mm -hmm. that we might need toilet paper or whatever. Okay. They are fabulous. I have never, ever had any problems with getting Mm -hmm. anything clean. Are there quiet hours in the state park? There are uh, 10 o'clock to to 9 o'clock. Okay. At do, 8 o'clock, actually, I think. Do you enforce a no-fire ban if, if it's dry? and We have never had that problem as Really? Long. I've been there three years, and we've never had that problem. We have very nice enclosed um, fire rings. They're big metal fire rings. Okay. And we've never had any And problems. do they sell
0: the wood there? We do. We sell wood, and we sell ice. Is it one of the parks in which
1: you cannot bring in your own wood? Yes, it is.
0: Okay, because of the beetles mm-hmm. and bugs that they don't...
1: Yeah, people do... Uh, if you're local, you're allowed to bring it in. You're just not allowed to bring it in from another state.
0: Okay, okay. Is there anything else you have to do in this job?
1: Um, I can't think of anything. Oh, a show the movies. Okay. I do set up... We have a huge projector system that I, mm-hmm. I set up movies on Saturday nights and... We have we have a little amphitheater, and Aww. you know the. Sometimes I make popcorn or pass out blankets if it's cold. <laughs> Things like that because the kids just love the movies. We we show PG movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, you've probably seen the same movie over and over. I have.
1: I have a whole. I have a whole <laughs> but, have a album full though because but, of all but the But you're a grandma, so you've yes, seen them anyway. Exactly.
0: Well, Gail, I can't wait to get to this park. I'm very fascinated by the whole owl thing. I've said this before in the show, but my kids had a book when they were little called. Owl moon, and it was all about calling the owls. The watercolors in that book are absolutely Aww. beautiful. And you go to an open field and you call, and then you wait for them to swoop across.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've thought when I heard you talking about the owl calling, you could call the owls. I said, "I'm in."
1: <laughs> well, actually, in our naturalist class, we were given CDs to call the owls in with. Okay, so uh, is the naturalist going to use the CD, no, or is she, she gonna... uses her mouth? She knows uh, how, huh? Yep. Yep.
0: My daughter, Monique, can imitate any animal sound. So oh, if wow. I get the
1: CD, <laughs> she'll be <laughs> yes.
0: Well, Gail, thank you for coming on the show oh. and telling us all about your beautiful You're Beaver Creek welcome. State Park. It's a Mr. Sister trip. It's on the Meetup site, the Camp Like a Girl Meetup site. If you don't know how to get on that, you have to go to meetup.com. But there's um, a button you have to push. 25 miles 50 miles you have to scroll down to the bottom any distance and if you sign up for the meetup.com you can sign up for what a hoot and you can camp like a girl with your mr. sister <laughs> I hope you come. Well, I'll be there, and I hope everybody else comes. It, right. it, there's plenty of openings. We have 55 sites, and we had 27 booked. I think mm-hmm. so. There's still room, and there's still time. So I think the Mister Sisters might be interested in the Lou Holtz Museum. For sure. Museum, right? We could lure them in.
1: Not far from far from the Pirates games either. If they'd want to get a baseball game. It's a win-win. It's
0: all about the journey. (laughs) Gail, thank you so much for coming, and I'll see you in a few short weeks. Sure. And thank you for coming all the way out to New Jersey to film our Goorby commercial. That was so much fun, right? It
1: was. It was.
0: I can't wait to see the shot where they had the drone hovering over our dining room (laughs) table, and then it swooped up like an alien ship.
1: And it's uh, going to be hard to wait until it's ready to see. Well, we're just going
0: to have a big party and have a premiere and use it as an excuse to do an outdoor theater. There where we go. We'll show
1: it at a campground
0: outside. All right. Thank you, Gail. We'll see you in a few weeks. See you then. Okay. And now our sponsor, Go Little Guy, brings you a message from another satisfied customer. I'm here with Michael, tab owner from Ohio. And, Michael, I want to ask you, what do you love about your tab? My tab, the things I love about it, I'll tell you, it's so different than anything else you see at a campground, and the um, the fact that I don't have to have a huge tow, trip, tow vehicle to take it places is amazing, it's uh, it's easy to take uh, for a short trip, for a long trip, and the people we've been able to meet just from the fact that we own the trailer and the excitement that it brings when you go someplace because it is so unique and different has been a lot of fun. I, mean, I, I just, uh, I can't say enough about it, it's, it's well made, it's, um, it's easy to tow. And uh, as far as a fun factor, you just don't find anything else like that at a campground. Thank you for sharing that, Michael. And I can tell you that all the people here agree with you. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Before we close, I want to tell you it's time once again to play Where in the U.S. is Flow, presented by Progressive Insurance. You've got to head on over to Stephanie and Jeremy's Instagram account, RV Family Travel Atlas. Take a look at the picture of Flo and tell us the name of the location. And i got to tell you, it's easy this week. (laughs) Even I guessed. And I have not been good at guessing where Flo is. But it's great this week. If you give the right answer, you're going to be entered to win some cool, progressive, branded swag. So I want to thank my sponsors today, Go Little Guy Worldwide and Progressive Insurance. I'd like to thank my guest, Gail, not only for being on the show today, but for driving all the way to Ohio to participate in our Go RVing shoot and for teaching me how to make those nice seams on the sides of my knitted (laughs) washcloths. I want to thank Stephanie, my producer, for putting this all together. Stephanie and her husband can be heard every week on Wednesdays on Campground of the Week and every Friday on the RV Family Travel Atlas podcast. Happy trails, everyone. I'll see you next week.